1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without autopay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. CTMobile.com.
0: Jews throughout our area will head to synagogue tonight for the first Friday night Shabbat services since the start of the war last Saturday and rabbis are preparing sermons that will no doubt more than touch on the war at this profoundly sad and emotional time. Rabbi Mark Katz of Temple Nehr-Tamid in Bloomfield, New Jersey, joins us now on the record, and in the interest of full disclosure, Rabbi Katz is my rabbi at Temple Nehr-Tamid in Bloomfield, New Jersey. Rabbi, thank you for a few minutes of your time. Uh, Is there a way you can describe what, after years of preparing sermons, what preparing tonight's sermon feels like.
1: Thank you. Um, So the truth is, um, I've been talking with the community over the course of the whole week, really, um, and already the timbre and tenor of um, what I've said earlier in the week and in the middle of the week, we had a vigil last night as well, uh, kind of healing service to our community, is changing more and more as events on the ground move. Our community right now is feeling almost like one would feel in a shiva an immediate time after a loved one dies. Though the whole Jewish community seems to be sitting shiva now for all of those innocent people who died on Saturday night. Um, And I've addressed the loss enough that I can now move toward beginning to talk about the tension of um, what the next number of weeks are going to be. We're going to be sitting and watching a lot of bloodshed and a lot of suffering And um, one of the key things for my community to be able to know is that we have to hold multiple truths at the same time. Um, We can at the same time mourn the losses that happened on Saturday night with Hamas's attack and um, mourn um, IDF fighters who are going to die and mourn any innocents in Gaza who are caught in the crossfire and whose homes have been destroyed and whose lives have been destroyed. And we can hold all of those kind of conflicting feelings at once, and it's okay not to do things with those feelings, but just to sit in all of that.
0: Rabbi, I ask you this question as someone who has been fortunate enough to be in your congregation and hear many of your beautiful sermons through the years. When you are offering a sermon, writing one, and you know that people are hurting, perhaps we've never been in this situation before, and really need comfort, or let's say people are paying more attention, perhaps, at the Jewish high holidays of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, is there a pressure that you feel as someone who is writing this these words and delivering them more so than you might feel on, for want of a better term, an average Friday night Shabbat service?
1: Um. A little bit more, but I think, Bud, you're giving me a little more credit as a rabbi than maybe I deserve, um, because um, really the way that that I do my job best um, is a multi-pronged approach. On the one hand, it's offering words of comfort. On the other hand, it's getting people in communities so that they can talk to one another. It might be programmatic and bringing speakers in who are going to name things for people. But what I would say is that my number one job, at least now, is to be able to walk with people a little bit in how they're feeling and to tell people's truths to them so that they hear it reflected back which means that I need to name the fact that people are feeling scared that people are in mourning that people are overwhelmed that you know that people are watching things on the news that are you know turning their stomachs and if I can say what actually is true for people you find that there's a tremendous catharsis in that they feel Seen enough that they're going to be able to emote, they're going to cry, they're going to feel understood, and that's the only way to begin to lighten their burden. And so my number one job right now is to speak people's truth back to them from the Bema.
0: During this past week, have uh, you been in touch, and, and rabbis in general in this area, across the country, been in touch with friends and colleagues just to kind of share thoughts and feelings and maybe even, even for someone like you who's done it for so many years to seek advice on almost best practices on how to deal with this somewhat unprecedented situation.
1: Of course. I mean, there are active listservs and Facebook groups and chats that I'm on with friends. And we're constantly even just wordsmithing one another to help make sure that the messages that we're giving are are appropriate. I mean, the difference between one or two words in a message can completely change the tone. And um, in this day and age right now, especially, how how people choose to express themselves is incredibly powerful. Um, And, um, you know, do you use the word attack? Do you use the word massacre? Um, um, when do you use the word terrorist? When do you use the word Hamas? When do you name Hamas versus speaking about terrorists in general? And, um, and all of those questions really completely change any message. And, and um, so it's very important to be careful with your language right now.
0: Rabbi Mark Katz of Temple Ne'er Tamid in Bloomfield, New Jersey, joining us, and again in the interest of full disclosure, and I'm very fortunate to say this, Rabbi Katz is my rabbi at Temple Ne'er Tamid. Rabbi, thank you, and Shabbat Shalom.
1: Shabbat Shalom.